We are two best friends talking about life inside and outside of the gym as women, daughters, sisters, aunties, coaches, and friends. We will tackle topics ranging from the nervous system, divorce, body image, and dating in your 40s. We also like to nerd out on the inner workings of the heart, mind, and body. All content, opinions, and ideas are taken from our 47 years of combined coaching experience and is not medical advice. We don't apologize for being strong or believing we can change the world. We don't take ourselves too seriously around here, and we invite you to do the same. Can, can we talk about something? Not to like just dive right into this, but... No, let's dive in. So inside our gym, our gym, how many square feet is our gym? 2,500. 2,500. Not super big. No. Floor space. Smaller. We probably have like workout floor space. We maybe have like, what do you think? 1,700? Yeah, maybe. If yeah. you were to look at and piece it out with what the After office you take and away bathroom the front, and the office, the main the the foy- entry, the foyer, <laughs> the front desk, the foyer, and then the bathroom, will. and then the area behind the thing that you cover up so that nobody can see all your cleaning supplies under the stairs. Yeah, that area doesn't get used, but no. So it's a small space. Yeah, and in here it's a little warm. Yes, right. It's a little warm right now. Is it? so hot no it's not it's just it's almost like you just warmed up already yeah like you feel (laughs) (laughs) you've also been coaching for like six hours already i mean listen okay five Five hours five hours yeah um so i'm saying this because i feel we talk about this often i feel like you're leading me somewhere i'm leading don't know yes just wait for it (laughs) buckle up um and outside is cold and smoky inside is not smoky and it's warm. Mm-hmm. We are working with many different kinds of people, many different attitudes, many different um, lifestyles, if you will. Um, but I do feel like there's really never a time where when people come into the gym where they're like, this weather, this temperature is perfect to work out in. And I feel like right now I've heard more people complain about the fact that it's a little warm in here. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, and I just want to look at him and I'm thinking, are, are the factors, like, are you considering like the things that are right now, like outside where it's just, oh, it's so hot in here. I'm so hot. I just, and I'm like, what, can you not work out when you're a little warm? <laughs> Is it, are you not going to sweat already? Or would you like me to open the door and let the smoke come through? Do you want me to turn the air conditioning on? And then, you know, it's like this, this, um, I feel like we do this often when we are uncomfortable. We are searching for comfort so desperately sometimes that we don't consider really what's going on around us and even, um, I don't know. I just kind of felt like that was just like on my heart where it can be in a lot of situations in life where things aren't perfect and we just forget to consider what's happening around us and just be just like be present. And it's not like put up with it. I'm not saying put up with it. I'm saying it's really not that big of a deal. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's really not. And are you in luteal? Oh, no, I just started my period yesterday. So, 
But I just keep, I'm just thinking like, wow, if we just, I just wrote um, an Instagram post on my personal page about just presence and because I just came back from a fishing trip and I just was really overwhelmed with presence Mm. in the time that I spent up there because it was just so beautiful and I think that that was just that was the magic about the place was that it almost like forced its presence on you or forced well, you to be present captures your presence oh man and I just was it was it was incredible and so then to come back to like the smoke but it really wasn't the smoke it was just to come back to people that were like ah, this my surroundings are not perfect and I am very disappointed with the fact that you know like okay but I think too the thing about the gym like I hear you on that but the when it's summertime and it's hot outside and the gym doors are closed I feel so claustrophobic in here Mm -hmm. it feels like I'm stuck somewhere that I can't get out of like in an armpit really (laughs) really dislike it speaking of armpits we are on our way to (laughs) St. Louis on Wednesday and I hear it's like 103 degrees and 90% humidity. Not that St. Louis is an armpit, but being in that heat with that humidity feels like you might be living in someone else's armpit (laughs) because it's so hot. I was wondering where you were going to go with that. Uh, Yeah. Our friend Natalie was like, it's swampy girls. So I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm not going to check a bag. I'm going to carry on a bag. But then I'm thinking that I might need to bring more outfits for one day than just one because it's going to be so hot. Yeah. Because we live in a dry heat. Yeah. Is it a dry heat? It's a dry heat. I'm not quite sure what it's my hair is going to do. It's 100 degrees, but that's all right. It's a dry heat. <laughs> it feels very be... different than oh, it's so 90% different. humidity. We live it's in a dry so heat and it is so much better. Although some of you that have grew up in humidity, you're like, I love humidity. Yeah. But then you get into the dry heat and it's kind of weird. It is. And if you're in dry and then you go over to the humidity, it's also very weird. Yeah. I feel like you've just been smacked in the face with like a wet rag. (laughs) You know, when you walk Totally. (laughs) You're like, I don't actually know how much deodorant I should put on. What Mm -hmm. is the makeup situation? Do I do nothing? Should I do something? Is it going to just be running down my face? (laughs) I'm not quite sure because I know what I can do when it's 110 here. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. It's the hair situation that I get worried about. Yeah, I'm sure you'll be fine. We'll just, I mean, it's a lot of body, but then it just it just gets really fuzzy real yeah. quick. Yeah. Well, <laughs> at least we're all in the same boat. That is very true. Yeah, like, we're all going to be swampy together. Everybody is swampy. Yep. Nobody's like, wow, I just feel so not sweaty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wonder if people's bodies, I assume that they do, they would become accustomed to it probably and they would either sweat less sweat eh, more i mean i don't know I don't, I don't know either i'm not sure well we're about to find Anyways, out what's going to happen to we're us we're not soon. talking about humidity on today's podcast we're actually doing part two of our core pillars mm-hmm. which were about i mean a month we recorded part one a month ago and people are like when is the next one coming i, I don't want to wait for this i know i know i mean i would love to record i would love to do a podcast every day i feel like i could love i would love being a podcaster yeah but we're also gym owners and shift runners mm-hmm. and personal trainers and you know yeah yeah that's we've got a lot a podcast, of podcast podcast all the time is 
kind of probably every day wouldn't be great. But yeah, it's I very do, true. I do enjoy it. I do feel like the people feel, at least my experience, when you tell people that you know you are you have a podcast, they just assume that it's like this crazy level of status that you've arrived <laughs> to, and you're like, no. Any I sit across from my best friend and we talk about really cool things like also um, my name is Lou Crenshaw and I'm sitting across from my best friend Chantel Dayton and welcome to the dear life I'm in podcast yes this (laughs) is episode 22 I believe rolling That's what we do. If you like this, we would love for you to you know subscribe share it with your peeps leave us a review only if it's a good review um, sometimes we just kind of get get off and running. Okay, so I do want to say this because a lot of a lot of people have been very encouraging, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I love you guys' podcast." It's like sitting, it's like I'm sitting in the living room with you, you know. Yeah. And you're like, okay, that's really great. So I am not going to name any names. <laughs> okay, that's I really great. I am not going to. No, that is really great. Yeah. Because I actually listened to a podcast the other day. I don't even remember what it was called. I don't even remember what it was about. But it was these two ladies who were in the fitness business, and I don't, I couldn't even tell you. And I was really excited to listen to it, and their banter back and forth and their conversations I was like I can't I can't listen to this this is this is so boring Mm -hmm. and then I was like are we boring and I'm like well I don't think we're boring no way but also we just (laughs) talked about humidity and armpits and so I don't know people maybe like get on with the show what are we talking about today because I don't want to listen to the first part because sometimes the intros Mm-hmm. Not they're a little rough, mm-hmm. just a little bit. Sometimes rough. the whole podcast is a little yeah. rough. I they tried... were like extremely serious, and I was like, "Wow, I actually don't feel like I can listen to this." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't. There's... I got five minutes in, and I was like, "Yep, this topic is really great, but I can't. I can't do it." Yeah, yeah. They need more dad jokes in there. I think <laughs> maybe. Although <laughs> speaking of Ooh, do jokes, it. do it. I've got a good one, and I'm not. I'm not the jokester of the group here. Um, I mean, I'm working on it, maybe. You're but doing you're a great definitely job. like just Chantel's like the natural joke. Most of the time, I just have to rein it in. That's very true. Yeah, I've got to. I've like, gotta, I just kind of side eye you, like, okay, let's it's time we to gotta stop. <laughs> Depending on where I'm at, I'll just keep going. Or <laughs> you're like, okay, <laughs> but how many more laughs can I get? <laughs> There's more. Uh, There's more. And you can watch her. You can watch her just get on a roll. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes you just humor her and sometimes you're like, all right, okay. It's when you're like trying to coach class and she's in class and you're trying to run the class and she's gets on one of her roles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was kind of like you, you even said this morning, we had a new gal in class. And so I wasn't really sure, you know, you just read the room and I laughed to myself as I was, I was videoing, um, doing a video of a new wall ball shot that we mm-hmm. that we have up on our rig. And anyway, so I was down there while you were coaching class and we always have in this in this gym, all women's gym, we just laugh at ball jokes <laughs> because there's 
balls. You clean off your balls before you put them away. Pick up your balls. Don't grab your balls. Grab your balls now. Wipe Don't grab the, them too hard. Wipe the sweat off your balls. <laughs> yeah. Lay with the sandbag with the ears up and the balls down. Make sure you have balls in their face. Make sure you don't touch anybody else's balls. Like yeah. it's just all these things, right? So you said the ball jokes never get old. Or you said balls never get old. The ball jokes. The ball jokes. Or the jokes about balls never get old. Or we do a lot you, of them in the gym. Said, yeah, you said girl. something. Yeah. You said something like that, and then I said, like under my breath, I was like. Uh, I say they don't get old; they just get saggy. <laughs> and I was gonna say it out loud, and then I just was, you know, it was like that back and forth where I'm just like, oh, she could stay. This could be the moment where she decides to stay or she decides to go. And I'm like, this could just win her over, or it could be so repulsive to her. And so I was like, mm, I'm gonna just keep it to myself. <laughs> um, so. How come the pterodactyl doesn't make noise when it goes to the bathroom? I have no idea. Because the pee is silent. <laughs> that was a good one. Mm -hmm. You know, because pterodactyl starts with a P. It's a P-T. Yeah. 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 Yep. Mm -hmm. I liked it. We'll leave that one for you to Google. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, the spelling yeah. of pterodactyl. Oh my gosh. If it was in a spelling bee, I mean, good luck to the winner. Yeah. 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 No kidding. All right. Well, we have a, um, we've got a couple more pillars to, yeah. to go through. Or those of you that have been through Camp 17, the, the stakes. Or we'll make it through one and. Yeah, we will see. We'll <laughs> see how this, how this works. Um, but if you are, if you're just joining us, if this is the first time listening to us. Um, thanks for coming. Yeah. Thanks for coming. We're glad that you're here. Um, we hope that you don't take yourself too seriously um, as we also uh, don't. But yet we do talk about, I wouldn't say that they're serious topics, but they are, they're definitely ones that carry depth and meaning and weight. Yeah, and important. they are important. Um, and I think that it's, they're honest, Yeah. Um, which is so beautiful about what it is that we do because sometimes being honest can be one of the most difficult things to do in life and just hard to navigate especially um when we are looking at being better versions of ourselves we have to have a starting place and we've always said that honesty is the one true starting place mm. for growth um because if we start where we think we are, yeah. that might not be where we actually are. Or we start where we feel we should be, and that's not where we actually are. And so part of what we do so well here, and I will own it because it is something that I do believe that we do really well, is we provide an opportunity for people to see where they honestly are. Yeah. And... Uh, and we allow them to be there. Yeah. You know, we give them permission to be where you truly are. So then we can start moving forward because then otherwise we just, we leave ourselves behind. We leave our stories behind. We leave all of the quote bad parts of our lives behind. But yet sometimes acknowledging those things are the missing pieces to yeah. how we navigate our future and how we navigate 
just what direction to go. Um, it's where it provides us with traction and that traction can feel like pain. It can feel like disappointment. It can feel like anger. It can feel like sadness. It can feel like all of these things that we either don't know how to feel. We don't, we haven't developed or even decided that these things have value. And so, um, part of the process of growth is difficult and yet, um, so important yeah you know it's well so and I think important. another word for honesty is reality mm-hmm. is just engaging with reality and it's something that we talk about in here all the time because when it comes to fitness it, I mean if it comes to anything in your life and you're not engaged with reality then you're either pretending or you're living in denial mm-hmm. right and so you know you can should yourself into fitness you can should yourself into being stronger you can you know i wish i was and so we either live in the in the past or in the future um, of what our fitness should be or what it once was and that's just never really i mean cool can i be inspired by what i could be in the future absolutely could i be inspired by what i used to be able to do but the fact of the matter is is that shoulding and supposed to supposed doing yourself supposed doing I don't even know how you spell that, but (laughs) kind of like pterodactyl. Um, (laughs) Those, that doesn't help us. But when we engage honestly with reality of where we are and when the workout's hard, not being a total a-hole to yourself because, (laughs) you know, it's not going to be helpful. Mm -hmm. But I, I often walk around in the gym and I'm, I watch people. I like to watch people. I think it's fascinating. I think you can see so much. And yesterday in class, I walked by one of the ladies and I was like, hey, stop being an asshole to my friend. It's okay that this workout is hard. And she was like, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, that's just, it's just not helpful, mm-hmm. right? Um, because what we're trying to do is resist reality. And that's, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's just a totally different topic that I don't want to tangent off of because I, you know, I think we should stay here where we are with the topic of victory, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is one of, um, the pillars of, yeah. And I think the, even what you were just talking about, or even just what we both were just talking about, it's, it's not funny, but the idea of being victorious is, I, I feel like it's this place where people, they want that feeling, but yet the only way that you can feel that is to overcome something. Yeah. And, and so our definition of, of that, the, the Camp 17's definition of this um, was confidently overcoming struggle and difficulty with relentless fight. And Camp 17, if you're just joining us today, is a program that we used to run. Mm-hmm. And these were the pillars of them that, that we still stand on, but Camp 17 is no longer mm-hmm. in existence. So you're like, who's that? Yeah, That's, who is that? What who, is that? That was, yeah. And yeah. so the, when, when, acknowledging this and I feel like sometimes one of the hardest the hardest steps in growth and even looking at this is do you actually believe that Hmm. 
Like, do you believe that that is what victory is? Mm. And I think that the struggle with the belief is like the first thing, because if you say that you believe that, then you're going to be willing to participate in whatever it is. So in that the you struggle can, and the overcoming. Yes. And the difficulty. Yes. But if you believe that you can be victorious without a struggle or without facing difficulty and and does it even does that even feel top. like victory? No, it doesn't. It's like you fighting a white belt. Yeah. You're a six degree black belt. It's like mm-hmm. you fighting a white belt and being stoked that you just beat the white belt. Yeah. It makes it makes or racing a five year old. Like I'm gonna get in a sprint mm-hmm. race, although right now with the way that my body feels Aww. a five year old might beat me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little spicy one. <laughs> I think my uh, ego would kick in and I'd, you know, pull yeah. a muscle of oh, some yeah, sort. Something <laughs> would happen. Um but really that is the that's the part that I think is is that's why it's so important to look at where I honestly am. And sometimes we don't even know where that is. And that's mm-hmm. where the shame can kind of come in where it's like, I don't actually know where I honestly am, you know, and you drank something bubbly before, before this. <laughs> yeah, home. but so I'm kind of burpy and I'm kind of yawny. Yeah. So I'm just struggling a little bit over here. I keep <laughs> moving away from the microphone to either yawn or have a little bubbly burp. A little bubbly burp. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like it's like somebody who hasn't maybe been in the gym for a while, hasn't been paying attention to their food, and they haven't stepped on the scale in a while, and they think that they are somewhere, and then it's very eye-opening. I mean, mm-hmm. this happened to me a few months ago where I stepped on the scale, and yeah, it, I, yeah, mm-hmm. was a lot heavier than... Mm-hmm. I would prefer to be. And I'm thinking, no wonder I don't feel very energized. No wonder I don't feel mm-hmm. real good in my clothes because mm-hmm. I am heavier than I thought that I was. Mm-hmm. But then I can do something with the reality of that situation and say, okay, this isn't where I want to be, but this is honestly where I am. The scale really mm-hmm. does say 157 pounds. Mm-hmm. It does say that. That is mm-hmm. real. And for some what happens is you then you're like well i want to find another scale (laughs) you know this scale is lying to me (laughs) that's so true it is true because it what's one sometimes it's the first thing you think of i did not think about another scale you're like oh shoot you're like i mean if i was five pounds less than what this says right here would i would i feel better i mean maybe but probably not not really but we just assume that is what what is telling us the truth is a lie you know and it is and we would feel better about ourselves (laughs) yes it's what i said in the last podcast i actually wrote it in my phone because i was like dang that was good you know and because it was sometimes we want to be lied to so that we are right Mm. you know sometimes we want to be lied to so then we are we can still stay hidden from reality Oh my gosh, I feel like this is there's just so many conversations here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there are. There are a lot and it is it's it is what if we were to ask people like what is what would being victorious feel like, you know, in your life? What would what would victory feel like? And most people think of, 
you know, the movies where somebody is fighting and somebody is, um, they're defeated in some way or they're, something is lost or taken from them or stolen and they, they fight, 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 and they might get beat up and then they come back and, and then they face the same thing again, the same struggle, but this time then they make it through. And that I think is inspiring and we see it from a physical standpoint when there's like one person fighting someone else. And I'm saying this because this is this is part of obviously my world and kind of where I think. But when one person is verse, versus another, it's not going to be the exact same thing. It's not going to the fight's not going to look exactly the same the second time they come back to it. But we like those stories when we see those stories, when we read those stories. And yet those stories also, they don't look exactly like that in our lives, but they look like that with, you know, weight loss. They look like that with, um, you know, within your, your marriage. They look like that within relationship. They look like that within, uh, you know, your relationship with your body. And, and so it's like, what does, what would feeling victorious, what does that look like to you? You know, what does that, not necessarily our definition, if you agree with that, great, but what does it mean to you? Some people have no idea. Yeah. What does it feel like in your body? Yeah. What does it feel like to be a victorious human being? But I think that the the thing that is so important for us to embrace in in this idea of what it feels like to be a victorious person is that in stepping into saying, I want to know what that's like. I want to know what it is to confidently overcome struggle and difficulty difficulty Mm -hmm. relentlessly and engaging in that. I also have to agree and be willing to lose. Mm -hmm. But I think so often we just, we only think of victory as winning, 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 which it is, but no no athlete no competitor that has ever tasted great victory ever didn't get beat mm-hmm. not ever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that is that is so important because we have to we have to be willing to say like yes i i am willing to lose if that means I'm able to understand victory mm-hmm. and to know that in my life. Mm-hmm. And we talk about in, talk about it in the gym often. In, in movement, there's a part of the movement where we're losing to the weight, and then there's a part of the movement where we're winning to the weight. Like the eccentric portion of the movement is where we are losing to the weight. The weight is, is moving me down, and then I have the decision to push back up against the weight. Mm-hmm. Right. I lower the bar and then I press the bar away. But so often we don't know how to keep tension in losing because the only thing we ever want to do is win. And that's the most important part. And it's the it's the only part. It's what gives us value. It's what gives us worth. It's what makes us good. It's what makes us right is winning. So the thought of keeping tension while I'm losing is something that I can't fathom. And so I don't know how to keep tension while I'm losing because I never think about what it is to stay engaged while losing because the only thing I ever want to do is be victorious and win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But the only way to get stronger 
And any athlete, any weightlifter, any gym goer knows that the only way to get stronger is there has to be overload. There mm -hmm. has to be where there's too much at some point where you might not be able to do it mm -hmm. to where the muscle breaks down so the muscle can build back up. I mean, that's very basic, mm -hmm. but we don't, we don't live out that logic on a regular basis. We just want to win. We don't want to have to fight. We don't necessarily want to become uncomfortable. We don't want to struggle. We don't want to have to overcome anything. We want it to just be. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is a detrimental, damaging perspective to being a human being mm -hmm. and to your existence. There has to be the place where you turn around and you're like, you know what, I'm going to have to engage life. And when I engage life and if I want to be a victorious human being in life, I'm going to have to be willing to lose a little mm -hmm. and not stay down losing forever. Mm -hmm. Like I have to be able to get back up. Mm -hmm. I have to say, okay, that weight crushed me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to step back and I'm going to do less and I'm going to start building up from less in order to be there. Mm -hmm. And then in that process, I become the kind of person that is able to do that. Yeah. But it's a, it's a journey. It's a transformation. It's an evolution. It doesn't just happen because you do all the right things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very, that's good. It's very true. And I think that it's a, it's a lesson that, I mean, even you're saying like losing is you're, you're staying. It's, it's actually, it's so great because it does help you find your capacity right and your capacity physically but then your capacity also emotionally you know and like your heart and where you decide that you are going to give up or you're going mm. to give more mm. and then i think one of the hardest things to face is to is is failure like true failure finding your capacity because when you do give everything that you have and it isn't enough we feel like it affects our identity and who we are and so it can be very scary it can be very scary it can be very revealing it can be extremely emotional and but it can be exactly what we need in order to actually grow from the experience because often what we'll do is we will we will quit and then we'll say like okay we know what this feels like now and so now i'm going to be more prepared the second time i come in and do it again right mm -hmm. but we don't ever actually get to do that same thing over again it's not it's it is a different opportunity it's a different time it's a different moment um, we are, we are being, um, we are like, we have this, this previous experience to now reference as far as like, okay, the level of intensity is going to be this high. And when it gets this high, I'm going to go back in and I'm going to choose to do it differently this next time around. But we don't always get a second chance. But yet we feel like, oh, well, I want to do it over again. Mm -hmm. But really, what are you going to do in that moment when that difficulty and that struggle presents itself for the first time? Yeah. When what are you going to do when it wouldn't it be great if we were able to still fight through that and that that struggle and that difficulty wasn't a surprise? 
mm-hmm. and that we can trust ourselves. And even when we are surprised, even if it is a surprise, we can lean on ourselves and we can say, I trust myself to respond well in this moment. I don't, it doesn't mean that you trust yourself to be perfect. It doesn't mean that you are guaranteeing a win. It doesn't mean that you're guaranteeing victory at all. It just means that, okay, I am, I'm going to move into this space that I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be willing to find out what is here. Yeah. And so often, if you're willing to do that, something shifts and you're able to find something that you have never like seen before yeah. of yourself, which is so beautiful. And that feeling of victory then leads to the next feeling of victory, yeah. which leads to the next feeling of victory. Where like when I used to compete, I would say people would be like, ah, oh, Chantel, just compete for fun. Just like come and compete for fun. And I was never really able to do that. You know, no, I was no like serious competitor is. Yeah. Like, I, yes, I, have fun out there, but also like just do it for fun. Yeah. Like I'm coming to win. Y- yes. Yeah. And I, I'm not. Winners then win. Yes. <laughs> yes. Funners have fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I. And winning is fun. <laughs> yes. Winning is fun. And I, I just never got. I could never do that. And people would always say like, ah, you know, you should have brought your gear. You should have fought at this tournament. And I was like, I haven't been training. You don't need to train. Just fight for fun. I'm like, no. Okay. I mean, maybe playing like soccer for fun or basketball for fun, but fighting for fun. Yeah. Like come and spar. Sparring would be different. Yeah. That doesn't actually feel logical. You know, like come and let's like, let's, let's. You know, let's spar together or but going and entering a tournament and competing for fun just never. Um, I did have fun when I was competing. I mean, I'll clarify that. But yeah. well, OK, but there's yeah. a difference of just coming in for fun and having fun. Yeah, yeah. I just I enjoy I yeah. I cared too much about what. um yeah, I just I cared too or much you just about it. To and win. I I really did. I yeah. wanted to win. And so it was it's it's interesting when and I didn't need to win, you know, it wasn't that. Like if anything, I sometimes would just I I actually really enjoyed losing because I just then had a um I had some I had like a fire that was yeah. lit, you know. Yeah. The anytime that I won or when I would win not too many times in a row, but when I would win a lot, I was like, okay, I don't have a direction for my training besides yeah. just repeating there the same no thing. There was no tension. Yeah, and I need I need direction for for my training. And even though sometimes it was really when it was like nice just to continue to win, no doubt, but then it just got to the point where I was like, okay, this doesn't feel like victory anymore Mm -hmm. this feels like me just going out and do what i do what i do yeah and you like what i do great but i am no longer a struggle and it no longer feels difficult yeah i had a um i just had a conversation with a friend and and a client as well both in the same week and it was um i remember uh, fighting at this tournament every year and there was a um, there was one competitor. I think I was I was eighteen, and she was like, she was in her thirties, and um, she was older. And the first and only time that I fought her in individuals, well, actually, I fought her twice. The first time I fought her, I lost to her, and she was she was really she was an incredible 
incredible fighter. And the next year I came, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna, her name was Alice. And I was like, okay, I'm looking for Alice. <laughs> and she wasn't there, right? And so I beat all the same girls that I beat the year before. And I was like, there was no Alice. No, there was no Alice. Next year. So I went like years without ever fighting her again. And then I fought her when I was, I think I was like maybe 26, some, some, maybe 25. And so she was older. And so, yeah, cause she was like 40, 40, if not close to, yeah, she was in her forties. And I, with the older, (laughs) (laughs) Um, she was older than you. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, I mean, when you're 25 and you're fighting somebody that's 40, they're like, they're old. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, they're old. And looking now. I'll show you old, kid. <laughs> <laughs> and she, um, and it was so interesting because we both had, we had the skill and we had, we both had the skill for sure. And then we had the desire. They say like in, in competition, one of the most beautiful things to see are when like two teams or two individuals come into a space and they both have, they have the skill, they match the skill, right? Which is kind of what we're talking about with victory here. Like you are, you're with someone that is your equal as far as your experience goes, right? And, and your knowledge of what is happening. And this is obviously a sport where it is, you know, one person against another, but, and then, then there's the desire to win. Mm. And so like I had a desire to win and as did she, and then comes then strategy. And so we both had the skill, we both had the desire and we both had strategy. Her strategy was better than mine. Mm. And I wasn't really sure. She's older. She's older. She She's got definitely. Oh yeah. And I remember, I remember fighting her, and it was just point for point. And it was, you know, she would get a point, and then I would get a point, and then she would get a point, and then I would get a point. And it was this dosy dough that we both had that was actually it was kind of great, but it was also like, oh man, if we keep this up, one of us is going to be ahead at the end of the time, at the end of the two minute period we're we're done right and so she had asked her coach i heard her ask her coach something about time being left and so what she did was she just dosey-doed a little bit longer and then when she scored the last point she just made sure that it was within the amount of time that they would call us back to the line they'd say judges call they'd point to her she'd get the point and then they'd say go again and time would be up and Mm. i wouldn't have time to score another point. Mm. And before I knew it, I just, I couldn't catch on to it. Mm. I, I didn't, I didn't catch on quick enough. And so I realized like, oh man, she's smart. Yeah. You know, like she wasn't, she's just, she's smart. And so I was like, that was, so I learned something from that loss. And it wasn't because like, oh, she wasn't, I, you know, I'm a better fighter than her. No, I wasn't. You know, like I wanted it more than her. No, I didn't. Yeah. And so in that loss, I was just like, oh, I'm going to take that and I am going to apply that. I'm going to use, I'm, I'm, I'm now aware of a strategy that I didn't really think about. Yeah. And I never fought her again. <laughs> you never fought her I, again? Well, I never fought her in individuals again. Okay. I fought her in team sparring like the next year and then she retired and I never got to fight her again. Yeah. And so, 
it's just so interesting. More people came in, more people, young blood came in, and I'd still win first place, and I just never got to fight Alice again. And so I would win first, and I was telling, I was telling this story just recently, and I was just like, I was just bummed because the win didn't feel like the win. It didn't feel yeah. like a win. Yeah. Because I just didn't fight Alice one more time. You know, yeah. I didn't, I couldn't see like if my practice or my focus on being a little bit more strategic, if it were to, to pay off. But yeah. I learned something from that loss and obviously I applied it and then was able to beat other people. Um, but it just didn't feel like like Alice. Now, if I were to fight Alice again, like that would have been, that would I would have felt so victorious. I did feel victorious in the other places. I'm not saying that it was like, but you never she got was the to Holy see Grail. What? Yeah, you could. You, she was a marker for you. Most and now, definitely. when we're talking about this, obviously we we've, we've been making you know athletic and gym jargon, but part of what we're talking about is you know, being victorious and fighting for our lives, fighting for ourselves, fighting for the people in our lives, allowing people to fight for us. Mm. Um, and so being able to to take what we do, which is what we love of, of this is this is what we do in the gym. And this is really important because what you're doing in here is probably what you're doing out in the world, right? Mm -hmm. The way that you're managing your breath in here, the way that you're managing the stress is telling me a story, right? Mm -hmm. Which was, one, I think, one of the most fascinating things when I really started to watch people and want to better understand people as a coach was, I was like, oh my gosh, I get to watch you do your life, mm -hmm. which people hated. Oh, they're yeah. like, don't, I don't know. Especially after you tell them that, then they're like, <laughs> Jeez, that's sometimes why people they're like i don't want to come and train with you you're gonna like see inside my soul and i'm like meh uh, you know i mean maybe yes. i'm not gonna judge you for it no <laughs> yeah <laughs> but so with every with every one of these pillars we've had two questions for you to kind of ask yourself and to really look and analyze your life and the two questions that come with victory of of who would you fight for in your life mm -hmm. and then who would fight for you? Mm -hmm. And then really looking at do, like who would I fight for? Would I fight for myself? Mm -hmm. Or do I never fight for myself and I always fight for everybody else, mm -hmm. right? Um, do I allow other people to fight for me? Do I have good enough people, not good enough people, do I have people that know me enough and who believe in me and who are solid enough human beings that they are willing to fight for me as well mm -hmm. to fight for my best to tell me the truth when I'm being a brat mm -hmm. to like be compassionate in moments of you know not being the best human in the world and fighting for me is just staying in the room and being compassionate when I'm freaking out mm -hmm. you know like those moments where we let people see us and in letting people see us, we get we get questions answered of of would you fight for me? Mm -hmm. And that doesn't and and what we're not saying in the fight is that like okay you're putting on boxing gloves and you're gonna go punch somebody in the face yeah right but it is that wrestle it's the wrestle of of fighting to stay in the room it's stay, it's the fight for connection it's the fight for compassion it's the fight for humility it's 
it's that wrestle and fight you came home from a trip and you were just like hey I really appreciate you like showing me these things in my life and here's an area that I really want to grow in would mm-hmm. you be willing to be a little bit more patient in a moment where you see me doing x y and z mm-hmm. and just stay there with me because this is how i'm feeling right mm-hmm. that was so vague and people are like wait yeah well that actually was- <laughs> i i was just thinking i was like wow i would actually really i know you, you pulled out a book and i know you want to read uh something so i want i want you to just follow that that tangent but not that tangent but that thought and um i would really like to share that because i think that it's it brings another perspective on on not allowing people to fight for you, but really what does it look like to invite people in to partner with you as you fight for your best? Yeah. You know, well, and we're in this conversation right now. Why don't you just, yeah. just go ahead and share yeah. whatever it is that you Because I, I think this can wait. Yeah. Okay. Or not happen at all. <laughs> um, I, I think there, even just in those questions of, who would you fight for and looking at fighting for myself sometimes it's sometimes there there are a lot of things that we need to do by ourselves for ourselves and that sometimes is where people struggle you know because they don't want to do it alone they don't they don't feel like they know how to um and that's part of why we have this facility as well you know like we i feel like one of the coolest things that we do and it was actually during one of our shifts um one of our two day shifts and we were sitting and we had set up this, this process and we just let the girls just kind of go. And then I remember sitting next to you as we often do during that time. And we just kind of check in with one another. And I remember turning around and kind of getting like teary eyed because it's like really what we do is we help women fight for themselves. Yeah. And because we honestly, don't know how to do it well and as women we we will struggle and we'll strive and we will be really unkind to ourselves and um you know live in the mistakes that we have made and let them mark our identity as mothers as daughters as sisters as friends as aunties um as you know just people in the world as women and we feel like we can't consider all of those things and we just needed to be better and we weren't and we're broken. And and so it's, I remember that moment where I was like, wow, like, yes, you can look at it like, oh yeah, like we're teaching women how to fight for themselves. But no, like we really are helping women fight for their lives yeah. and to reclaim their life to reclaim their humanity or even acknowledge it for the very first time and learn how to be like give them permission to be human yeah and and i i feel like when you know you read those like who would fight for you and do i even have the capability or the strength to fight for myself yes and i feel like that is with me and my story it is I mean, most people on the outside, I'm kind of somewhat, I'm not necessarily a people pleaser, but I am agreeable for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I'm not one to- Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. You are working on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so uh, I feel like when people really meet us, we are definitely both sides of the coin. 
mm-hmm. you know, and we always used to say, right, people would get trapped when they showed up to our stuff because they'd either really connect with me or they'd really connect with you or they wouldn't like me, but they'd really like you. And so we'd like trap them because or they like, wouldn't oh. like me and they'd really like you. They're yeah, like, oh, rare. Chantel's too sweet. Yeah, I need something a little more spicy. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I mean, know, they just don't but, say it out loud. Yeah. But, you know, I know them. I know the ones that don't like me and I just move in a little bit closer. No, no, no. But, um, and, and so there's like most people who would see me from the outside wouldn't assume that I struggle in the ways that I struggle or the things that I struggle with. And, um, and it's been such a gift having you as my best friend Mm. and not just working together, but we do live together. We are best friends who have like, I feel like turned into sisters for sure. Um, (laughs) We sure argue like sisters. (laughs) Yeah, we do. Um, And I think it's like this, uh, this beautiful space where, like I have, like you see parts of me that most people don't see. Mm. And after being on this trip uh, up with family and I went fishing and it was great and I had some time alone, but then also some time with like with people and just like time to just like be. Yeah, reflect. And yeah, and just reflect on some things. And so coming back, um, I just really was super thankful for the ways in which you have approached my person and helped me become a better version of myself. Now, let me just say this on the outside of this, I'm very grateful, but in the moment I want to rip your head off (laughs) in the moment. I want to lock you out of the house (laughs) and just be like, you go outside and you think about what you've done. I want to like completely in the moments where you have brought truth into the situation (laughs) or just even questioned where you're like, what are you doing right now? Like, this is such a confusing state that you are in. I am very confused with what you're telling me. I'm very confused with even just like the look on your face. And I become, uh, I don't want to say, I definitely am like upset physically, emotionally, um, verbally, and I just become very unkind sometimes. I can be very unkind in those moments. Um, And I just kind of spiral out of control and spiral in a way that looks like I just become very confusing. And it can be very, it can look very manipulative and it can look very, very much so like I want you to see only the good things about what had just happened. Mm. And so how can I make you just look at those rather than what actually happened? Mm. And so it's it's like such a swirl and I still don't really fully understand what happens because I feel like my mind just goes blank and then just bullshit comes out of my mouth sometimes. Yeah, but it's ultimately when mm. you look at it, obviously in a state of you know arguing with another person or having conflict you're not necessarily rationally thinking mm-hmm. you know i'm not stopping and looking at you and going wow she's just trying to get safe right now wow mm-hmm. she's just trying to meet her needs mm-hmm. you know but in those moments when we can look at people and because we've looked at ourselves enough and seen and 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 engage the ability to have some self-compassion and understand that oftentimes when we are not the most confident present versions of ourselves we do things that we wouldn't normally do and mm-hmm. 
we're turning into some age of our own self that is much younger Mm -hmm. and who is doing whatever she needs to do to get safe, whatever Mm -hmm. she needs to do to get her needs met, whatever she's doing, whatever she needs to do so that, you know, love relationship is not removed or rejection doesn't happen or, Mm -hmm. you know, those things. And so I think the, the more that I personally engage in the journey of self-compassion in my, for me, the more that I get to see it for other people and engage it and be able to stop and, you know, and sometimes it doesn't work very well, but sometimes just realizing like, oh, what does she do this? She's trying to get safe right now, Mm -hmm. but this is, feels confusing. It feels swirly, but ultimately she's trying to get safe. Mm -hmm. And if you were to tell me in that moment, like, (laughs) oh, you're just trying to get safe. I would tell you to go F yourself and... I would, I would be like, don't, I, I, I really would. So it's, it's this just kind of a lose, lose situation. It really is like, you can be aware of it, but I don't need you in that moment to explain to me how I got to where I am. You know? I'm not talking about explaining to you where you are or anything like that. I'm just saying the compassion that comes when you see somebody doing that yeah. and having the compassion to not be like, you're a total a-hole. Yeah, you're totally manipulative. You're Mm -hmm. very chaotic right now. And Mm -hmm. screw you. You're like you're spiraling because you feel unsafe Mm -hmm. and you are five years old. You are 13 years old. You are 22 years old, Mm -hmm. you know, and being able to I'm not saying that I'm there yet. Yeah. No, no, I I don't. I don't hear you saying that either. I'm I'm on a journey, but I'm the more that I see it for me, the more. I think we can see it from the outside mm-hmm. of where this question of who would you fight for? Like when I decide that I'm going to fight for me, I do a better job of fighting for other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you do a better job of, because when you fight for yourself, there's often parts that are, uh, that are missing or just connections that are missing to who you are as a person. And so then there's no way then that we can go to to fight for someone else with parts of ourselves missing and not expect there to be some some speed bumps along the way (laughs) you know and um and so i think what what has been so great because in the moment it's like it's it's the level of truth that that comes forth or even just like you having compassion for yourself, but then you having compassion for me in that moment leads you to ask me the questions that need to be asked, Mm. right? Like it leads you to not saying like, okay, this is what you're doing right now. It's you becoming aware of it. And then you saying like, okay, what does she need right now? And then being able to ask me those questions. And so I think one of the, um, what you had said earlier, what you had asked me um, was like, what do you need in those moments? Because I, I was talking on the phone with you on the on my drive home yesterday. And I was just thanking you for, for having the courage to tell me the truth. Uh, and I don't even think that it was just courage because I don't think that it scares you I don't think the truth scares you you are one of the very <laughs> when it comes I worry about the aftermath <laughs> I mean <laughs> let's be honest <laughs> I think that it's I think 
but I can't not. I feel when you see it. Yeah. When you see it and you know that it needs to be said, you will say it. And um, I'm not saying that it's not scary for you to face the truth about yourself because I feel like that that's like different. But when I'm talking like in relationship with me, you don't think like, oh, like she uh, you think she needs to hear this. I don't even know what you think. I'm just assuming. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to assume that. Um, that this is what needs to be said because this is what actually is happening right now in Here's your perspective. What happens is I am very much the type of person that is like the fire aim ready. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot. Things it just happens. Mm-hmm. Whereas other people think and think and think and think and think and then they do stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. Like Mm-mm. when people are like, oh man, I've just been thinking so much. I just overthought this. I'm such a gut reactive person that I do not spend a lot of time overthinking. The only times I can, I remember overthinking is in the middle of the night when I can't go to sleep Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking about a lot of things. But throughout the day, I don't generally feel like I'm deeply thinking or overthinking or Mm -hmm. I wonder if I, I just, I just tend to fire. Yeah. And then that that has its own repercussions sometimes yeah. instead of the ready aim fire. Yes. I'm working on that part. I'm definitely yeah. a ready aim fire girl because I don't like to do things twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I don't like to return things. I don't like to, you know, like I just, I just don't. I don't like to redo things. And I find that you don't mind that. Um, However, that drives me crazy. So that can that's the speed bump. That Which you is and hilarious I because you keep ordering these dresses from this company that will not give you your money back. You just have to keep you just now have a store credit. So you literally keep ordering dresses. Mm-hmm. You can't uh, they're not being tried on in stores. You don't know what the style is. So then you try it on and you go, that does not look like what it was showing. I know. It's so crazy. Website. And yeah. then you have to send it back. And I think it's so hilarious because you have I to don't keep at all. It's <laughs> awful. I even when I was on my trip, I was just thinking, I thought I have two dresses sitting on the floor in my bedroom that I need to return. I'm like, has it been 30 days? Uh-oh. Uh, like, am You're I stuck with stuck these with dresses? Them. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Stuck with them. Um, so she's yep. like, hey, do you, do you want to order some dresses? Because yeah. I got all this credit. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so let me, let me just wrap up this, this, this story of, of what this is. Because I don't even really think that it's super clear. It feels very vague, but yet... Well, you're still also, in the middle of it. Yeah, it also is really what... Um, what has been needed in order for me to fight for myself I need people around me that I can be vulnerable with like I I absolutely need that and one of the hardest parts about uh victory I feel like or even just fighting for myself like I'm gonna feel victorious when I have a conversation with you or with someone else and I feel the tug to spiral or or try to make the outcome benefit me in Mm. some way which I feel like is what it is and it's not necessarily benefit as in like I get the credit but it's benefit in that I am safe I'm still good and I am you still love me 
and I am still we're right. Yes, that we are right. That we are. That we're showing that we made an effort. That we're showing, and so that is that's how I feel often. Is I want you to see that I made an effort, or I want there to be grace when I made a mistake, and I don't want to be in trouble. You know, and so like the it's like every little kid's fear. It <laughs> is like just trying to avoid avoid getting in trouble. And then when I'm questioned, I often feel like, oh, well, I need to provide you with all of this information as to why I did what I was supposed to do. And right. And then the spiral happens. And then it's like, what the heck just happened? And so uh, without you saying like, hey, what the heck was that? And for you to be willing to kind of, you know, and I'm not saying that we've done it perfectly at all. And I'm, you know, like where it's, is a fight ever yeah ever not messy? <laughs> no, but no. it is like there's something here. Yeah. What is it? And I want to know because I want to be better, you know? I want to be and not I don't want to be better in the sense that is I want to know more about what is happening in my body when these things surface. And so like I can tell you I'm paying more attention to what is happening in my body, like how my body feels and What's really interesting is that my mind just goes completely blank. Mm -hmm. It goes completely blank. It goes really fast to begin with, and then it just goes completely blank. And I don't really remember like what I said. I don't remember what I did. I don't remember what is true and what isn't true or, you know, because I'm just looking for what you need from me, what answer you need from me in order for us to be okay. Mm. Yeah. I'm I am just waiting for the thing whatever it is that you're going to say next I then am just what do I need to say to make sure that we are okay mm -hmm. that we stay connected that we stay you know on the same page like you're not on this side I'm not on that side like and this is what we do as humans it is this is like a human response mm-hmm and it's the, yeah, it's a whole other conversation, but this isn't just a, yeah, I mean, th but this is, this is where we allow ourselves to be in, you know, in relationship with people mm -hmm. that we allow ourselves to be vulnerable and seen. And you have stepped into the place where you're actually willing to get feedback, mm -hmm. right? Some people want nothing to do with feedback. Mm -hmm. You can't give them feedback. They don't want it and they'll never grow. Oh. But there also is always in their lives will always be a lack of honest, true, real connection, mm -hmm. real relationship, real friendship, mm -hmm. real depth in your marriage. Like mm -hmm. conflict is required mm -hmm. for there to be a greater level of intimacy and connection. Mm -hmm. It's it's necessary. Mm -hmm. And you think about the, because we include the body and everything that we do in here. Like we, we include the body. And I've said this from the very first day that we started working together. It's when we're in the gym and we're faced with the conflict and the intensity that is in our body when we are participating in a workout, in a movement, and we practice managing ourselves when that intensity creeps in, it's going to be so much easier when 
the intensity in relationship and conversation and conflict shows up for us to stay connected to ourselves because we've been practicing it. Because when we are in that conflict, our body is included in that, right? Like the signals, the chemicals, everything is firing and things are telling your heart is racing, right? Your, your shortness of breath, you hold your breath, your chest, you know, so there's so many things that can happen in conflict that happen in the conflict that is inside the gym when you're working out and our ability to do that. I don't feel like I would be ready or even capable to invite your participation in this area of my life because it feels vulnerable. It feels intense. It feels uncomfortable. Um, I don't think I would be capable of doing that without having had practice, you know, connecting to myself and staying connected to myself and my body inside of the gym. Mm -hmm. I just don't feel like I do not believe that I would be prepared to do that. Yeah. But that's what I mean, physiologically, that's what happens to us. And it's it's actually how we're hardwired is that our body, our body is the first place that we are feeling a situation, right? Our body is the first place that is getting a signal, but we as a culture are extremely disconnected from our bodies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then we get in the midst of conflict and what happens is our like ra- like rational, logical brain, it is not online. We are taking, we're about to take the freaking low road in this situation, Mm -hmm. right? We don't have to, we get to learn to take the higher road. But when we ignore our bodies, we are going to naturally, there's a hierarchy of responses that the foundation of my emotion engages my body first. I'm going, the sensation is going to happen in my body first, but we are disconnected from our bodies. So either it's so overwhelming that we can't hear mm-hmm. or we're so numb to it that we feel nothing. Mm-hmm. And our brain is trying to be like, hey, we cool down there. And it's either like, ah! you know, I'm just thinking about like being in a room where like speakers are blaring and screaming music is happening mm-hmm. and you're, you're totally overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And so when we are disconnected from our bodies and we're not engaged somatically with what's happening, like we're, we're engaged with, oh my gosh, my heart is racing. Oh my gosh, I feel this in my stomach. I'm, you know, I'm tingling, I'm getting lightheaded or my, my, my breath is getting faster. Whoa, I'm completely breathing into my upper chest. I'm starting to panic. Like we don't know how to be in our bodies. Mm-hmm. What happens is our limbic system takes over and our limbic system is just our emotion. Mm-hmm. And so then we emotionally respond. Being connected, understanding and being able to identify our emotions is really important. But when they run the show, that is extremely dangerous. Mm-hmm. So when we learn to be and live inside of our bodies, like we do all the time in the gym, and we allow women to connect and then feel like, oh, you're actually okay that your heart rate is increasing or hey, we're gonna work on a breath hold here. You're not gonna die, you're actually okay. The only thing you need to do is when you need to, you breathe. And so Mm -hmm. there's all of these tools that we're constantly engaging on the daily basis with our gym members you know, in classes or in our two day shift events or in our five day shift events. Mm -hmm. Those things are what 
we're constantly getting to engage and we're helping women engage with their bodies so that the prefrontal cortex does not have to go offline anytime anything stressful happens because you're not mm -hmm. overtaken by the sensations in your body and then your limbic system takes over and then you're freaking out taking the low road saying things you don't want to say needing to leave the room to come back in to chill out to be able to do this right or lying and manipulating to get your way in a situation to make it happen because that's the way that you know how to do things right mm -hmm. and so being able to to land, be, have, feel our feet on the ground, stay inside of our bodies in the midst of stress, in the midst of conflict, is one of the most valuable things that we can learn how to do because then there isn't this like hostage situation, you mm -hmm. know, of a takeover of rationality. Mm -hmm. But it takes practice, mm -hmm. it takes being intentional, it takes being connected, it takes fighting. Mm -hmm. It takes wrestling. It takes being in the difficult situations mm -hmm. regularly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and it uh, sometimes it's like, oh yeah, Lou. Well, that's that's a that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. That's a good idea. And often, what will happen is like I don't have time to do that. Yeah, sister, you, know? you ain't got time to not do I that. No, it's like it's so <laughs> sad when you really do look at it, it's. It is um, when we feel like we don't have the time to learn how to fully participate and be present in our lives. We do have the time. Mm -hmm. We just have to attach value to that. Yes. And that is very different. I worked, I've been working with a client um, over um, Zoom. Yeah, uh, FaceTime. We're at a distance. Okay. She lives far away. We meet um, and, you know, we give her homework or life work, things to do, right? Um, we're not counselors, but sometimes it feels like we are. Um, <laughs> we're personal trainers that help people deal with emotional health as well, you know? So, um, and we've had these conversations and, uh, you know, really talking about the struggles of, of certain things and then saying, well, like, I really want to do this, but I don't have time. But if, and, and I had said like, okay, we can say that we don't have a lot of time, but if I go on my phone and I go into the section that tells me how much time I'm spending on things, I am going to very quickly realize that I have a whole hell of a lot more time than I actually think I do. I am just allotting it somewhere that is not where it needs to be, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like I don't even want to know. Mm -hmm. And it's not Candy Crush or games or anything like that, right? But it's like like that lost world of dreadful scrolling on Instagram, you mm -hmm. know, where you're in there or you end up on Facebook or you're lost in some la-la land where you, you know, where you're like, how did I even end up here, mm -hmm. right? And so we are very distracted and so it might feel like we don't have time for this mm -hmm. but that's where discipline comes in and we learn to be disciplined mm -hmm. like okay i am getting chubby i don't like this i need to make some changes and discipline with my food is the first place that i feel like i need to start mm -hmm. which means i need to a lot more time to being prepared mm -hmm. But now this discipline and this preparation is becoming second nature and it doesn't feel like it takes as much time. Mm -hmm. It might, but it doesn't feel like it does because there's such value. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I feel better. 
my body feels better. Mm-hmm. I'm sleeping better. All, all the things, right? I feel mm-hmm. lighter. It's a lot easier to do a pull-up when you aren't carrying around 15 extra pounds on your butt. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Um, it's when you when you do look at, like when you say, I don't have time. <laughs> oh, bless you, oh. child. <laughs> oh, that didn't um, hurt my back. That's great. Oh, that's really good. Um, so... When you say that you don't have time, I remember I had, uh, when I was managing the karate school, the salesman would always come in and kind of bug me. And he would ask me, I don't even remember what it was that he was asking. And I would just say, you know, I really don't have any time. And I remember him saying something totally like sleazy to me. It was, <laughs> but yet it was very true. Yeah. Because it, it was something to the effect of, um, we do have the time. It's just uh, whether or not we choose to make it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, but basically what he was telling me was that you're lying mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. And Which ultimately you probably were. Oh, yeah, like, I totally you're a was. You're salesman and I actually yeah, and don't s- have the guts to tell you, please leave. <laughs> and so that's that's kind of what it, you know, it's like that in, even in when I remember this, when I was like, wow, I, I really want my, I want my words to actually mean something. And so if I say what I mean, rather than just say something to avoid uh, conflict or, you know, I, I'm actually not telling the truth, you know? And so it would be somebody would say something and I would say, well, you know, I don't know if I have any time. I'm like really busy. And, and I'm like, actually, I really don't want to do this with you. I don't want to go to lunch with you. I don't want to, I, I, I don't want to have coffee with you. And sometimes it's, you it's, don't have time. Yeah, sometimes I don't have time, but sometimes, but most of the time when I say that to like, or when I did say that, it was because I didn't want to and I didn't know how to say I don't want to. Mm-hmm. And but how do you say that? You know, like how do we, but we need, when we look at this, we need to own own our choices and are the choices uh, benefiting us in a positive, like, are, are they benefiting us? Are our own choices benefiting us? And you realize like the tone sometimes that people, when they remove themselves from the responsibility of their own life or their actions, like even when somebody, um, it, for example, like I had a friend who owned a business and she said her employee asked her for a raise and it was like a $3 an hour raise. It was quite a bit. And, um, but she said, we can't do that. And I was like, well, the answer is actually that you can do it. You're just choosing not to. Mm. That is ownership. That is also leadership. Because when you say, I can't do that, that's actually lying to them because it's saying, if I could do that, I would. But in all reality, you actually just don't even want to. Mm. And so you're saying that you can't, right? And so when I when I heard her say that, and then I realized, gosh, like that's stepping out of taking ownership over your choices and just that's authority right and I thought oh my gosh that's something that I I don't do but Mm. even in like this partnership of me like fighting for myself and inviting you into the process is just allowing myself to be affected by you for sure you know allowing myself to be instead of just ignoring the fact that what you're saying or not even contemplating what you're saying could be true or what you're saying Um, even though I did not like to hear it. And I think that Mm -hmm. that is really important. And that's kind of where I want to like land this plane is I didn't like to hear what you had to say to me. 
like at all. Even in even now on the outside of the conflict, I still I don't like I don't like it. I don't I don't want to invite it. I want to avoid I, I want to avoid that feeling because it just makes me feel so uh it makes me feel small, like not you're not making me feel small, but I just feel like I don't know what to do. And I'm a grown woman. And so I'm supposed to know what to do, right? And I have these ideas of what I feel like I need to be able to do. And when in fact, I'm faced with, you know, conflict, and being on the outside, I think one of the most healthy things that we can do is look at it and say, wow, like, that's actually I want to know what's going on in that moment too. I don't want to just deny or try to avoid those moments mm-hmm. because I know that in relationship they're going to happen again, you yeah. know, and it's just in me being more clear and saying what I really mean. And there was kind of a slippery slope even last night when I came home and I said something to you and it was like this where I was like, nope, this is what this is. <laughs> oh yeah. With, with, the, the, with my truck. Yeah. You know, I was like, well, I... You know, I parked my my truck and on the so we have this a, we have a, so we have a, Chantel has a truck and I have a car, and when fit well, they both fit in the garage. She had just gotten back from a trip and she had left her car parked like clo- so. There's like a the line in the concrete that's. I know if she stays on this side of the line, then I know I can back out of the garage. But if she's over farther. Sometimes I can't. And so we've had this conversation a couple times where I may have passively aggressively been like, hey, could you park on your own side? Because I can't get out, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> and and so last night, you ha- which I didn't even realize what you had even meant until this morning. I came out. And I'm like, oh, that's what she meant. I didn't mm-hmm. even know what you meant. I thought you had pulled into the garage. And I'm like, well, if you pulled into the garage. I can definitely get out, but you were outside the garage where mm-hmm. that, yeah. And so what had happened in my head was, I was like, the last time I did this, this is this is how fast everything happened. <laughs> the last time I did this, she got upset with me because I took over this side of the driveway. And so I don't want her to get upset with me. So I need to let her know that I parked on this side. And so then when I came in, I was like, hey, you know, I, and I just like, it came out like, <laughs> verbal diarrhea it just was like (laughs) and she looked at me like what the heck did you just say and I I didn't even know what she's talking about (laughs) but then you then you said to me you were like you want to try that again (laughs) and I was just like and I was no I didn't say that I just said so what you're telling me is that I just need to be aware or something like you parked close to me yeah, and instead then, of just and, the the truth and then of the I is, and then I yeah. just kind of like start and I was like, hey, I was like, and then you said you want to try that again, and I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> and so then I just said, hey, my truck is parked a little close to your side of of the driveway. If you want me to move it, I will. Yeah, where it was like, and okay. this morning getting out of the garage, it was totally fine. Yeah, it was fine. But I just mean, being, I needed to pay attention. Being, for being sure. aware of yeah. like just, just like the past, <laughs> the yeah. past, and how close I've been, and just yeah. how like what had happened. I wanted to make sure that I avoided that, right? Yeah. And but it was just so interesting how the process could have also turned into, and it wasn't anywhere close to what it had been before. But we had just had this. When I say close, I'm not talking about the distance. I'm talking about you know. The swirl, when the swirl, when the swirl yeah. happens. And um, when uh, we were talking on the phone, you had asked me when I was thanking you for just being present with me when things like this had happened or just calling me out. Mm-hmm. And 
and I was acknowledging that even though it was hard for both of us and it was, it's been really helpful for me Mm -hmm. when I've taken a step back and looked at it. Um, It's just provided me with different perspective, but, and, and so you had asked me, you said, what is it that I can do to help you when you get to those places? And I was like, well, the first thing is don't bring it to my attention. Because I would just get upset. What if I just started and, making a swirly? Yeah, like, I, that would signal. be so. I would be so upset, you know. Because what it is is like when I was like, I need to become aware of when I do this, you know. And I just want you. If you feel like I am, I just need you to be present with me and just be there. And I need. I just need time to process, time to respond. If I feel like I have time to respond or space to respond, and I'm not talking about hours or minutes, I'm talking about it could be a minute. I feel like I could come back to myself and remind myself that I'm safe enough to just say what I really mean without having to consider all of the bad things that could happen, even if they do happen. Mm-hmm. And Because guys, here's... And- Oh, go ahead. And so like inviting you into that space, you know, and saying like, okay, this is, this is what I need from you. And then you also have the opportunity to say like, mm, no, I'm not going to, I, I don't feel like I want to, nor am I going to give you. Figure it out yourself. Yeah. Would ya? <laughs> or, you know, and so that's, that's a horrible place to feel yeah. like you are, you are at in relationship or friendship. And so like um, by yourself to navigate it. Alone. Yeah, yeah. Where I'm like, okay, then what it is, is then I have to be perfect. I have to wait for me to be perfect in order to fully be present Mm -hmm. and participate in, in this relationship. And so if if we don't even have the courage to ask those around us that are in relationship with us, if we don't invite them into that process, then your relationship is only going to be a certain level. Like it's only going to go to a certain depth. And then, but if we also don't, if we're not, willing to be in people's struggles with them, right? That's also going to limit our depth. And so we have to be, if we want our relationships to be more rich and we want to be better versions of ourselves, we need those relationships. We need those connections. We need those moments of vulnerability. We need to be able to ask the people around us for something that we need. You know, we need to be able to verbalize that and say, hey, I just need, are you willing to, can you do this for me? You know, yeah. I, I need this from you. And But we have to be able to be inside of our bodies enough and realizing that I actually have a need that's not being met right now, mm-hmm. right? Or knowing that our nervous systems remember everything that has happened to us. And so oftentimes when we have unhealed, I mean, trauma, little T, big T, we have unhealed parts of ourselves that that's what getting triggered is, is mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's telling us a story that something is unhealed. Mm-hmm. Right. And we don't just get triggered by random things. You get triggered because your body has a lived experience. You have lived an experience that was not like these situations like with your best friend but you have lived experiences we all have lived experiences when we were smaller mm-hmm. that we started to believe that those are the things that we need to do and so then we get triggered as adults 
oftentimes because our body and our nervous systems are remembering something, a situation that could have been big or just really, really small, but we just, our bodies remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can say, oh my gosh, okay, there's there's unhealed parts of me here when this happens. Like I'm still afraid that if I don't, you know, whatever whatever for you that ends up being like whatever that story is that you knew or whoa that you know sorry somebody just honked a horn out there and scared me Mm -hmm. um we have those lived experiences Mm -hmm. and they affect us Mm -hmm. and so we get to see them and go oh this actually is not the same situation these aren't the same people i'm not little or i'm not a teenager or you know what whenever it happened but for us to have enough compassion for ourselves to realize that, oh, my my ego is trying to protect me right now because my nervous system has a remembered story. Mm-hmm. And it knows something, whether I remember it or not. That's mm-hmm. something that I think is so, 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 so important. For a lot of us, we don't have a ton of childhood memories, mm-hmm. right? It can be for a lot of different reasons and uh, part of it can be stress and part of it can be trauma and part of it can be like, that's a lot of stuff to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's really important to remember too, this was like really helpful for me realizing, oh, okay, well I might not remember this, but that doesn't mean that my body doesn't. So something is happening here, even though I can't say, oh my gosh, when I was 11 years old, this kid on the playground said blah, 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 blah. And it you know, was traumatic for me and it affected me. And now at 42, that whole story just played itself out on the playground. You know, I mean, we don't, we don't necessarily remember that. Mm -hmm. Right. But, but then we can have moments in, you know, the beautiful things that happen in the gym where somebody's doing an exercise and they're like, why am I, why am I remembering this? Mm -hmm. But that's the, Anyways, that's a whole other mm-hmm. transient hyperfrontality, but we're not going to talk about that. Right? Yeah. We'll just leave that for another podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But those moments where things do come back and we get to to create a different story or we get to just say, oh, I'm not this age. This isn't that person. This is not this situation. I am safe, but this really is what I needed then. And then we can then be that for ourselves or other people can be that for us. And then we have these little moments where we get to reparent ourselves out of compassion and learn and navigate a different story. Mm -hmm. So what we're saying (laughs) in this is that being victorious and this feeling of victory isn't it isn't just doing more Mm -mm. you know it isn't just doing it's not it's not just doing more it's not fighting harder it's not gritting your teeth and downshifting it is a lot of the time it's being still and it's being honest Mm. and being honest can feel very awful but we can struggle with it sometimes and we can struggle with it most of the time. It can be difficult, and but we can continue to fight for honesty and truth in our lives and in our relationships with ourselves and with other people. And you can look at, gosh, like I can be victorious in those places. And then you can also feel it physically. Yeah. You know, you can feel it physically by feeling like the sandbag carry, the sandbag defeated you in some way and then you're going to come back and you're going to tackle it again, yeah. right? And you're going to fight, you're going to fight Alice again, <laughs> you know, like you're going to do it and 
she's going to outsmart you and she's she had a better plan but really it's just a sandbag she doesn't have a better plan she just is and she's challenging you just being there and you think about it and you're like I can revisit this I can revisit it with a different mindset I can revisit it with a different uh, different point of view a different perspective on myself and the bag doesn't necessarily get lighter it's still the same weight and it still might scare you a little bit but that's part of it right yeah. and it's finding that that deeper layer and no matter how old you are no matter where you're at in your life financially relationally children no children um, we all have a place where we can look at these things that we struggle with and that are difficult um, even in as we rehab, you know, something, even if we, it's, it all depends on how honest we want to be with where we're at right now. And we can, we can have this feeling. Yeah. Um, it just might not look like what we think it's supposed to look like. Or it's what it should never look like. going. It's to. not going to look like the Olympics, folks. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not going to look like oh, but I want to be the one with all the attention and I want the gold medal around my neck when it's really just like, man, being victorious can be just like staying in the room in an argument because that it's is so, victory for me. Yeah, it's so hard. It's so difficult. It's such a struggle. And then, or just be present. I mean, I was even on the bike the other day doing something and it was really hard. And I just kept telling myself, stay in the room, stay in the room, stay in the room. And for me, being on the bike and staying in the room was not trying to get out of my body and to not feel what was happening in mm. my legs at that moment. Mm -hmm. It was feeling everything that was happening in my physical body at mm. that time. And that yeah. was really, really important for me. And that was for me to stay in the room. And so, yeah, this was a great conversation. If you are like, oh my gosh, I want to... I want to experience more of this. Um, I want to understand more of this. Obviously, we have a gym that we have memberships. We're an all women's gym. Mm -hmm. uh, we have memberships. And so you could come and train with us on a weekly basis. We also have two day events shift. We have uh, one coming up in September. We have our five day intensive coming up in October, which we have a few spots left in that one. Mm -hmm. And then we have another shift in November and that will be the last of it. Tess today, who's our, basically she's the general manager of the gym. Mm -hmm. She manages the gym is mm -hmm. really what she does. Today I introduced her to a new member and I was like, this is Tess. She's like our, she's an angel. And then I was like, she actually really just keeps this gym running and she's the, manages the gym. <laughs> she is the, yeah. the manager yeah. and makes sure things happen smoothly. Um, so if you're listening to this in 2024, we will have new dates for all things. Yeah, but this totally. is obviously, well, but, this is 2023. Yeah. So when yeah. I was talking to Tess, yeah. I was, we were talking and she was writing some new things on the board, some events that we had. And she had said, oh my gosh, we need to get together and start making the 2024 calendar because these are the last three events of the year. Yeah. And so 
anyways, we're very grateful for her. Yes, yeah. we are very grateful for her. So That's you wonderful. can uh, you can go to www.dropgym.com for our events. They are there in the 2023 events, mm-hmm. right at the tab at the top. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Drop Gym Effect. That is our global community. Our local community is Drop Gym Medford. Mm-hmm. You can also find me, Lou Crenshaw, on Instagram. And me, Chantel.Dayton, also on Instagram. Yeah. And so thank you for listening. This is part two. We, again, had all intents and purposes of finishing out the last two pillars in this. And we are now an hour and 45 minutes in. And... We kind of gave each other the like cut it off signal. And so we're just going to leave this at part two. And so we'll have uh, more parts coming. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, subscribe, all the things. We're grateful. Very grateful for you listening. Yes. Yes. Your life I'm in. Out. Out.